team. Welcome to the Freedom Hut. Thanks for being here with me. On this Friday, we have a really bad jobs report out in the Biden administration, scrambling to tell everybody about how it's not that bad. It's Trump's fault. Whatever. Uh, plus, you've got the Hunter Biden art show in New York City postponed after questions about who's buying this stuff. The school shooter in Texas is uh, freed on bail already. New York City is phasing out the gifted and talented program. I watched the Dave Chappelle special. Mansion F-bombs Schumer over the debt ceiling situation and what Schumer said about it. We got all of that coming up for you in just a second. We got a stacked Friday, as we always do. For hardworking Americans, finding health care can be an expensive struggle. It can feel like you don't have any real choice at all. That's why I'm introducing our friends at One Share Health. As a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, they're a nonprofit dedicated to helping thousands of Americans find affordable health care and support their members' communities through charity and volunteer missions. Their ACA exempt programs are perfect for small business owners, the self employed, or anyone who is just fed up with the broken traditional health care system. Don't worry about ridiculous Obamacare mandates or penalties. Get the most out of your hard earned money with health care for just $115 a month for you or $239 for your family. Get $75 off your enrollment fee with promo code BUCK. That's right, $75 off with promo code BUCK. Call 833-230-4455 now or go online to onesharehealth.com for a fast quote in seconds. That's 833-230-4455 or onesharehealth.com with promo code BUCK for your special offer. Live well, pay less, See how much you'll save and put the freedom of choice back into your hands when it comes to your health care. Absolutely critical. Biden's having a rough one, folks. And we are at the point, I think, where you have to ask a question. What exactly has to happen before people realize Biden's just not good at this? He's just not good. It's, it's not something that he has a talent for. And then it, I think it pushes you to a further question. What exactly... Are we supposed to think of his ability to do anything? I mean, why would anyone think that Joe Biden is good at stuff? And yet they put him in charge. Somehow they put him in charge of the United States government. Only one hundred and ninety four thousand jobs added in September. They thought the estimates, I should say, were that it would be more like five hundred thousand. Gee, that's that's not a close miss. That's missing by a lot. That's missing by a mile. I think everybody understands that. So what are they doing now? Clean up on aisle four for good old Joe Biden. Have to come up with some way to explain this. The Delta variant, they're saying. Oh, the Delta variant. They're saying that this is a function of, I don't know, Trump doing something bad. They haven't really figured out yet what Trump has done that is bad, but they know that it must be Trump's fault somehow. Got to come up with something. Maybe, I'm just going to put this out there, maybe there are certain things that are a drag on the economy that affect all of us that directly tie into Biden policy. Maybe things like, oh, I don't know, inflation, paying people to stay home and not work, COVID panic porn all over the place, in the blue states in particular, Oh, that's right. Which states are lagging when it comes to the economic recovery? Which are the states that are having the most trouble? The blue states. I wonder why that is. I wonder what's going on there. 
oh, it turns out when you make everyone think that they have to be absolutely terrified all the time, there are bad economic results. It's not just the mass hysteria you're creating, but there are bad economic results that come from that, too. And you just keep seeing this. The Democrats. Here's here's a theory that I that I have. And I have to come up with a way to expand on this more. I want to come up with a formulation of this or, you know, the, the buck theory of libs, socialists, collectivists. What they do is they find the means of seizing power in a place or in an institution, an organization, and they'll find the, the places where there's power and control. Right. That's what they want. They want to be calling the shots and they look for places that have a tremendous amount of wealth, influence, authority. And when they when they finally get power, they say, see, it's not so bad. We're in charge of this thing. It takes a while for the iceberg to melt. If you get my drift, it takes a while for them to ruin it. And all the while they're saying, well, we're the ones in charge of this institution. We're the ones in charge of this place, this collection of power. Let me give you an example of what I mean. California. California is one of the most blessed places on the planet, naturally. It is gorgeous. It has incredible weather. It has amazing natural resources. And California used to be reliably Republican. So it became this exemplar of the American dream through and an into and up until the 1990s when you could it would vote Republican and then all of a sudden the massive illegal immigration came around and the Democrat statists had more and more power and authority. And all of a sudden you find yourself seeing that it's a one party state. The Democrats are in charge of everything. And you say, well, hold on a second. They're ruining this place. They say, yeah, why do we have why do we have Silicon Valley? Why do we have Hollywood? Why do we have these uh, the, the you know, the university system uh, for California, really for everywhere? And they'll point to this and say, we're in charge, so clearly we know what we're doing. No, they've just seized control, right? It would be like a passenger running into the cockpit of an airplane and saying, well, I'm in, I'm in charge now, we're flying, and this is a $100 million jumbo jet, so clearly I know what I'm doing. You shut up and go sit down. Well, eventually they run it into the side of a mountain. But all the while they say, no, no, we're, why are we in charge if we don't know what we're doing? This is what always happens with Democrats. They promise that they're going to do a great job. They're horrible at it. While they're in charge, they say, shut up. We know what we're doing. And they're wrong. They're wrong. This is true of cultural institutions, political institutions. They seize power in things that they did not create, and they slowly ruin them. Not that slowly. Depends on what we're talking about. But as they're ruining, uh, ruining it, they say, but we're in power, so you be quiet. This is what Biden's doing with the U.S. economy right now. Yeah, it takes a while for the inflation to kick in. It takes a while for things to get bad, but it's getting bad because they have a fundamental misunderstanding of or lack of understanding of not just the U.S. economy, of reality. People do not know how things actually work. They know how power works, but they don't know how prosperity and growth and entrepreneurship and innovation works. They do not really believe in the free market. They just want to control the market and milk it like a cow. By the way, I had a fascinating little digression here. Uh, I was in a coffee shop this morning because uh, I was in a rush and I didn't have time to make my own. And I, I grabbed the coffee and I said, I'll have a coffee with milk. And the barista looks at me and he's like, oat milk? To which I wanted to say, 
in what world does I want milk mean oat milk? Like when did when did oat milk become the milk of first resort? That's the weirdest of all the milks. It's the juice, the slimy juice of oats. That is not the first choice. Milk is from a cow or at least an animal. I mean, if he had said goat milk, I'd be like, kind of weird, but I respect where you're coming from. Oat milk? No, no, sir. I wanted the milk of a cow. It was utter madness. But anyway, back to uh, what's going on with the Biden administration. Oh, vaccine mandates. They're, they're telling us about how well they work, as if this is something of a surprise. Uh, here's Biden saying, yeah, turns out when you force people to do something, you force them, they do it. These requirements work. And as the business roundtable others told me when I announced the first requirement, that encouraged businesses to feel they could come in and demand the same thing of their employees. More people are getting vaccinated. More lives are being saved. Let's be clear. When you see headlines and reports of mass firings and hundreds of people losing their jobs, look at the bigger story. I've spoken with Scott Kirby, CEO of United Airlines, who's here today. United went from 59% of their employees to 99% of their employees in less than two months after implementing the requirement. 99%. Yeah, it turns out when you hold a metaphorical financial gun to people's heads, get the shot or you get fired, a lot of them get the shot. This is not a surprise. There's no person who sat around saying, hold on a minute, you're telling me if, if we threaten to fire people unless they get a vaccine that many of them do not need and that they should have the autonomy to decide whether or not they need it regardless, uh, because doesn't the vaccine protect people so well? If it protects people so well, then why are they so worried about who gets the vaccine? This is the question they never answer. This is what they never actually address or deal with. But no, it turns out uh, it turns out this is, I guess, almost a surprise to them. They're like, oh, it looks like our authoritarianism worked. Of course it worked. I don't think anyone is surprised by the fact that it worked, but they say this like somehow this is new information. And as we look at the disastrous jobs report, and it is really bad, let's all remind ourselves that uh, there is Joe Biden now still out there saying that, you know what the best economic stimulus we have is? Vaccine mandates. Here's what Wall Street's saying. Goldman Sachs, quote, Vaccinations will have a positive impact on employment. It means less spread of COVID-19, which will help people return to work. Moody's on Wall Street. Vaccination means fewer infections, hospitalizations, and death. In turn, it means a stronger economy. One economist called vaccine requirements, and I quote, the single most powerful, I didn't say single, the most powerful economic stimulus ever enacted, end of quote. Yes. If there's one thing Joe Biden understands, it's how to stimulate the economy, right? The only jobs Biden knows how to create are for family members selling finger paintings or influence to China. That's Joe Biden's version of creating jobs. That's what he knows how to do. And remember, this is the guy who they have put in charge of the United States government. This is the commander in chief. And here he is just being Biden. For folks who haven't gotten vaccinated, get it done. Do the right thing. It can save your life. It can save the lives of those around you. You know, if I can digress for just a second. Last night I was on the television. On television, I was on the telephone with uh, a person at an emergency hospital ward, 
in Pennsylvania because a good friend had called and he had rushed his significant other to the emergency room. That's the commander in chief, United States military, everybody. Just remember that. This is the guy that put in charge. I'm sort of doing a thing in the place and another place and a thing. And, you know, the phone, you know, it's back in the day. You know, Woodrow Wilson is on TV or, or whatever. You know, the thing that makes the noise with the stuff. No joke. Whatever it was. The radio, I think it's called. It's unbelievable, the stuff that's going on here. So that's the situation. That's the situation. Come back into this in a second. You know, I know Mike Lindell super well, and he's just a great guy. He's an incredible American entrepreneur, and he's built this amazing company, MyPillow. And his products affect my day-to-day life in really, really ways that I just constantly feel. I don't know how else to say this. I'm sleeping on MyPillows at night. I'm sleeping on Giza Dream Sheets. I've got the MyPillow mattress topper on my bed. I get up in the morning. I take a shower. I dry off with my towels. And then I put on the my slippers. Then I go make my coffee, not with oat milk, obviously. This is why you need to hook yourself up with a my pillow. Listeners like you have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today. And Mike Lindell wants to give back to all of you. You can get great discounts on my pillow products by going to mypillow.com right now and clicking on the radio listener special square. You'll see rotational offers up to 66% off on products like their pillows, the mattress topper, and the Giza sheets but also new products like their slippers, weighted blankets, robes, waffle blankets, and more. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Enter promo code BUCK for these great radio specials. Again, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, and make sure you enter that promo code BUCK, absolutely essential for these incredible radio specials. New York Times writing a report on the gifted and talented program in New York City. And they're calling it segregation. Uh, This is just another example of CRT in practice uh, because there's absolutely nothing that is segregation about it. Here's what they don't like. Here's what the social justice warriors think is unacceptable. They are taking uh, they are taking the end result here, which is that 75 percent of the gifted and talented program are white and Asian and saying that is. That is de facto. No, they're just calling it outright segregation. It's based on a test. Yeah, you take the test when you're young, but the test measures some cognitive skills at a young age. And for some kids who are going to move faster in school, this is a huge benefit to them. So what do you think the social justice warriors want to do? They say this is racist because there aren't enough black and Latino students in the gifted and talented program. Remember, based on an objective test, a test that everyone takes, everyone gives. It's all based on the scores. I actually almost went to, it's an extension of the Gifted and Talented program in New York City, a place called Stuyvesant High School. I took the exam. I got in. I didn't go because I got a full four-year four ride to Regis High School, a private school. I got a full scholarship. So I could have gone to the free, the free public school or the free private school. I went to the free private school, but same idea. The cost was the same and to me, to my family. So I understand how this program works. You know what they're doing now? They're getting rid of it. They're phasing it out. And what they say is, oh, we'll offer additional some additional class to students who track for gifted and talented, but we're going to make them sit through class with the other kids who are going to go more slowly through their work. So they're willing to hold back people. This is education socialism. This is we need to create equality of ends, not equality of opportunity, because we have this view of a constant need to 
balance and rebalance by ethnic group who's taking what classes and moving at what speed. It's appalling, but this is what they're doing, and they want to do this in a lot more places, too. Remember, what happens in Los Angeles, what happens in New York City is in many ways the template of what blue states and particularly blue cities elsewhere are going to try to accomplish as well. So getting rid of the gifted and talented program is just another example of how they will be um, getting how they'll essentially get rid of merit in the school system in different places and pretend that we have to have quotas, but we won't call it that. But that's what this is. When you object to the lack of of a percentage based on ethnicity in different courses or different situations, you're objecting to the lack of a quota. That's what you're you can call it inclusion and diversity and all these things. But it's actually based on the notion that it should line up with the percentage in the general population. This is quota based thinking. Quotas, by the way, are generally illegal. Can't actually have those. But they want to get as close to a quota as possible without actually having to deal with the legal implications of it speaking of schools domestic terrorists that's what the biden administration wants you to think of parents who don't want their kids learning crt double masking soon to be vaxxing in schools as well and here are parents at a fairfax county school in virginia who are just saying look we are not domestic terrorists the biden administration just said we are domestic terrorists this board should pass a resolution tonight Condemning the Department of Justice for trying to intimidate and cancel parents. Yep, it's appalling what they've done, but they're going to keep doing it. They're going to do everything in their power to intimidate people. Um, They're going to do everything they can to make sure that you don't feel like you're allowed to show up at the school board and speak out. You're not allowed to determine at some level what your what your children are learning or being indoctrinated with in school. And the fact that DOJ was brought to bear on this, just remember, the same people who will mask you up against your will and will have you tackled to the ground and taken off an airplane because you won't mask up between bites or the mask slips between your nose, they're willing to use the excessive force of the state for all kinds of unreasonable reasons. Just remember that. You think it's going to stop or it's just going to be limited to COVID? No. No, not at all. In fact, not at all. So I, I watched the Dave Chappelle special last night um, and I want to speak about it for a minute. I haven't gone deep enough into Squid Game to have thoughts really on on uh, a lot of thoughts. on. I mean, it's good so far. I'm two episodes into Squid Game, most popular Netflix show, I think, of all time so far. But I am uh, I did watch the Dave Chappelle special last night and he's come under a lot of fire for. Uh, for the things he says about the transgender community, the, the as he calls it, the alphabet people, the LGBTQ folks out there. And I got to say, there were some f- there were a couple of funny moments in the Dave Chappelle sketch uh, or Dave Chappelle stand up. But. At one point, he just says, the only people I'm really taking shots at are white people. And I just sit there and say, so you're going to walk back all the commentary you've done that's edgy about, for example, the LGBTQ community. And it's. It's just edgy in the sense that he makes jokes and didn't apologize for them really in the past. But then he says, I'm really only talking about white people. That's really what I'm talking. This is what he says in the special. I look, the guy can say whatever he wants. It's fine. He's obviously a very talented comedian. He's very famous. He's very rich. But I, I viewed as a, I, I viewed it as a little bit of like a surrender, really, because he's not. He's actually not just talking about white people and all these uh, stand up comedy specials that he does. 
And I think it was really disingenuous to say that. I know it was supposed to be some macro thought of, oh, that's really what's in the background of all the. But I, I found it pretty dis- I got to say, I found it pretty disappointing. I thought there were some in general, not a lot of funny moments, only a few here and there. So that part of it was uh, I, can't, I can't say it. I don't even think for a lot of you, I don't think it's going to be worth watching. I was going to say that. That's my review. I know some of you should buck. You always say that a show stinks. I love telling you about good shows. I love telling you about the good shows, but sometimes there are bad shows as well. Uh, that's going to be it. We're going to have a quick one today. By the way, I'm uh, going to be getting a, an award from the Metropolitan Republican Club tonight in New York City. So I'll try to live stream some of that maybe or at least post some video on social media. If you're listening to this, you don't follow me on Instagram. Please do at Buck Sexton on Instagram. And also, if you're on Twitter at Buck Sexton on Twitter, check me out there. Going to be uh, oh, and make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel because we are up and running on YouTube as of today. This podcast will also be a video podcast. You can go to youtube.com slash Buck Sexton and please subscribe. We're going to be it's going to be a now five day a week video cast as well. So if you want to get in on some of the YouTube action, that's where to do it. YouTube.com slash Buck Sexton. Please click subscribe. Talk to you all Monday. Shields high.